Have you ever wondered how to show up as your best version of yourself no matter what life throws at you? You are not alone. I've spent the last 6 years on the comeback trail after getting fired as a burned out workaholic who missed her first candlelight wedding anniversary. When life gets tough, there's always a choice. Give up or show up. So how do you forge an inspiring leadership without the overwhelm completely from scratch? Join me in my quest to bring you the stories, strategies and tips you need to inspire you to succeed. I am Priyanka Khandalkar and this is Show Up with Priyanka. Hello everyone, welcome to Show Up with Priyanka. I have my dear friend Jake Anderson here. Jake is a seasoned entrepreneur with more than 10 years experience and a business strategist who helps entrepreneurs scale with clarity by empowering their business through the network of human connection and aligning the strategy with foundational principles. Jake is also the host of Introspective podcast that helps growth-minded entrepreneurs learn how to break through the hard choices they make and they can level up in both life and businesses. Welcome Jake, so happy and excited to have you here. Thanks for having me Priyanka. I'm so excited to be here as well. Um it's it's definitely always fun to to hang out and chat with you about business and all the wonderful things that we can do here in entrepreneurship. So thank you for yeah, having me. Yeah, it's so funny Jake. Like uh when did we start? I think we started like 15 20 minutes before, but we have been just like conversing, <laughs> casual conversation. We're like, "Okay, we have to record a podcast now." So yeah, like it's it's fun. It's fun. Like whenever I'm chatting with you there's so many things and we can discuss all day right <laughs> absolutely i know i feel like we could probably have two podcasts by now like by, by by the end of the show we could have had two podcasts i feel like if we would have started recording just yeah. there was some good inter- there was some good conversation going on and yeah. that's what's awesome about podcasting is just you're having these amazing conversations with other amazing people and you end up just by doing that you end up creating um just such like just the things that can come from it can be really gold for people who are listening and tuning in and and they're able to really capture a lot of inspiration and ideas and different tactics and strategies and things that they could use to really help with their life or their business. Yes, true. True Jake. So Jake, before we start, I really like I gave you such I gave such a amazing introduction of you. <laughs> But I want to know who Jake is at the core, like at your soul level. Yeah, so That's a great question and and it's it's the question that if I could really just sum it up for me I I I strive to operate from a foundation in anything I do especially business and I realized that when when I align myself to a foundation whether it be my strategy or any tactic that I have and I keep everything anchored I seem to have more sustainability and I seem to get to where I want to go a lot faster and that really inspired kind of this new mission for me was like this whole idea of I call it foundational clarity and that's answering three real questions it's why are you doing it what are you doing and where are you going right it's your purpose it's your mission it's your vision mm. and, and that kind of represents that foundational piece and then once you really have that honed in and whatever strategy that you want to implement in your business whether it be a podcast or maybe you want to start a Facebook group or you've got some challenge that you want to put out like everything comes and anchors right down to that foundation and even within those three questions there's other like questions you ask as kind of like mm-hmm. sub questions and that's when you get into 
things like your core values, your niche, and like all that, that just kind of the focus that's there. So for me, like when I was, and, I, and, I've, and I've been in a, a, tran, a transitional phase because I started back in 2012. Uh, well, really 2008 is when I got started, but 2012 was when I had my first real breakthrough in business. And I had an event lighting design company, um, very successful, you know, grew it to, you know, multiple six figures. It, it won awards. It did like everything that you would like expect that you would hope for a business to do. I was able to scale out of the business, of the operations and serve at that visionary level. And I just remember I was so miserable being in that role for that company. And even like my friends and family would say like, yeah, but you, you know, you're not even, you're not doing the work. It's like, no, you don't understand just because I'm not in there doing the sales or the production doesn't mean there's no, there's still work to do. It's just different. It's a different role. And, but I realized at that point that I was unhappy because I wasn't aligned with that mission you know, and so I decided to to put the company up for sale. In fact, it's 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 in a due diligence process right now with a buyer, um, and really shift like where's my purpose going? And and it was inspired from that experience of like you know what, as entrepreneurs, you really need to find alignment there with that core, and that's kind of like that's the name. Like my Facebook group is called the Core Collective. Like that's that's the core of what you do, and you got to find that alignment. So, um. So yeah, that's really like, if I could really sum it up, it's that foundational clarity. And one of the things too, that if people ask me, well, what's, if, if I want to find clarity, like maybe you're just getting started and you don't, you don't have, maybe you don't even have an idea. You just know that you want to do something bigger than yourself, right? You want to be an entrepreneur and you really want to make this huge impact. And like, what's the first thing I should do? It's like, well, my answer to that is, you need to go out and, and take action with people and you need to build relationships and have conversations and immerse yourself into the market. Um, that's the best thing to do. See with online entrepreneurs, Priyanka, I'm sure you're, we all live in this space, right? Like yes. it's, it's easy to get stuck behind your computer screen mm, and it's easy sure. to just not engage with people outside of like what you see on the newsfeed. Mm-hmm. And even though that's, kind of an easy way to go about it. I'm telling you, it's not sustainable. And I just don't think it's going to work. In a, I know it's not going to work. You have to learn how to build relationships. Mm-hmm. Business is about building relationships, whether it be with your clients or your staff or your team or, or partners or things like, you know, what we're doing right now, we're on a podcast. Like this is a form of a relationship. We're yeah. collaborating together mm-hmm. to deliver a message to our audiences about something specific, right? So you have to learn how to build those relationships. And if you can't do that, or if you're not willing to learn how to do that, you're setting yourself up for failure. So that's why I have that empowering your business Mm -hmm. through the network of human connection. Because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, we're all connected in some kind of way. And you have to know how to really tap into that network. And empower, and that's going to really empower your business and give you that clarity. And And then from there, you go to your foundation, you establish that. And then like all the strategies and tactics, which is where a lot of people seem to focus a lot of their attention. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's important. But if you don't have a foundation, it's like you're building a stick fort in the dirt. You know, yes. there, there's I, no... I totally no understand you there. Um, because the way I work with clients is also the similar way, like writing down their vision, their mission, mm-hmm. and also their own core values. Like we need to ha- find customer who identify with their core identity. And yeah. so I think I love how like 
it's it's beautiful what you're doing jake and like your own story and congratulations on like i i know you just said like you have a buyer going through the process right now mm-hmm. with the older business and we have the similar thing going we are selling our amazon business too right mm. now so yeah. we are in the same phase and it can be very intense sometime but um, oh, gosh, when yeah. you have clarity it helps it helps when you have clarity uh, also like the partnership like relationship partnership even partnership mm-hmm. with people you are selling to so jake like you spoke about these three things you concentrate the questions you ask yourself right Mm-hmm. and how it has changed and brought clarity so how your mission has changed from the time you did the lighting business how it has changed over the years well you know it like it, it just it goes back to awareness mm-hmm. right and um i remember in 2018 i and even before 2018 really but 2015 was my breaking point I, I there I was working like 80 to 100 hour weeks. I was pretty much a one I wasn't a one man show. I had people that were helping support me, but I was the only full-time person. Mm-hmm. And I was doing the sales, the production, and it, it was just it was just tearing me apart. And I remember I was sitting in um the office of my with my business coach just crying, like just crying profusely. Like I felt like I was trapped and I didn't know how to get it. I felt like I was in prison. I had no idea how to escape. And um So she had recommended she's like we were talking it's like why don't you just pull out yourself out of the operations move these two people and you know we worked up a, like a little strategy to help me pull myself out of the operations and I moved key managers up into their positions it was extremely scary but it was also one of the best decisions I think I had ever made because it gave me that relief and I had to learn how to let go Mm-hmm. Um that's really hard for uh, like in the beginning that first hire is so hard <laughs> cuz you have to learn how to let go of control and it's it's your baby it feels like your baby and and it's tough but but then fast forward I was like it, even though I got that relief I still just wasn't fulfilled I knew that this wasn't where I needed to serve mm-hmm. so in 2018 it was summer I was like you know what I'm going to start figuring out what the next path is And that's when I started online and um I was actually building a software as a service. I was building a platform for the special events industry. I went through this like huge chaotic mental, you know, what do I do next <laughs> kind of phase that you go through. Yes. And um and I came to the class like, you know what, I'm going to build software. And um and I in fact, that's when I got introduced to ClickFunnels and Russell Brunson. I was like, I'm going to be the Russell Brunson of the special events industry. I'm going to have this awesome software. I'm going to write a book and I was writing a book and um I even hired like a PR lady to help me like get my message out there. I ended up getting rec- uh recognized in national publications. Um yeah. like Bizbash ranked me in the top 1000 event professionals in the United States and like so I was getting like all this, you know, publicity and it was amazing, but this is the thing. In 2019, that was it was may i remember it was may of 2019 i had never done any publishing i barely made a post on social media like i was very just disconnected from the whole but i was studying digital marketing i was learning about it you know the hook the story the offer and the funnels and how all that stuff works and uh, but i never really published or really i it put it to practice and so i 
I remember that there was a day I was like, all right, time to post something. I had no idea what to post. So I like, <laughs> I like made like a little image of, of like a rocket and it was, and it said, oh, wow. we're la- it said, we're launched. <laughs> and I posted it in like, on like a Facebook page. And like, I think my mom and my sister liked it or something. And that was basically all the engagement I got. And uh, I was like, and then it was like, go on podcasts with these other wedding professionals who have podcasts. And I was just, there was so much resistance that was going on. And I just rem- I remember it was October 2019, around that time. This was actually when I got into Podcast Profit Lab, where I was like getting ready to go into it. Oh, wow. And um, was around this time. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, you know what? The writing's on the wall. It's very clear that I just chose to invest in a lot of time and money into something that I don't care about. Like, I just don't care about special events anymore. I need to just mm. move away from that industry and find something that really serves my heart. So I shelved that project and I just got really, that was my goal at that time. I was like, I need to figure out what's where I, where I need to serve. Like, and the thing is this, this crazy about it, Priyanka is like, you've got skills, right? You know, you've got all these skills and talents and things that you can do but for people. Out. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, what do you do with them? Right. What do you, yeah, how do you, yeah. how, and, and how do you position yourself in a way where you can help other people, but True. it's also something that you love and it fulfills you too. And, um, I think Sean Cannell, I remember he, he did, uh, he had a, uh, like a live or something. And, and this always resonated with me. It's like, your purpose is at the intersection of your passion, your, uh, proficiency, and then the profit, right? Like, it's like, what can you, what can you do that can create profit? Obviously you need fuel to drive the car. You need money. Yes. What, what's your passion? What like fulfills you every day? And then what's something you're proficient in? Like, where are your skills? Like if you can find like an intersection between those three things, that's where you, your real purpose is. And um, so I just got really obsessed with this idea of just clarity because that's where, um, that's where I really struggled with like going up to it. It's like, I need to take a different approach. So I was like developing like little systems and things like just for myself that just helped me like, like work through my thoughts, you know, like, okay. What, at one point it was like, maybe I want to do an agency, but then I used this like little strategy little tactic, I guess, or, or thing that I did where it's like, okay, well, is this a commitment that I, um, that I'm attracted to? And then I started thinking, it's like, well, like, just think about like your normal day. Like think about projects that you've been on yeah, and think about how your relationship was to that project. And then when I, and I almost look at it as like a magnetic field, like there's things that attract you and there's things that repel you. I know for me, I would be a terrible virtual assistant because I just do, I I am procrastinating like no other on administrative tasks. (laughs) Me too. I'm I'm more of like a planner. Uh, Implementation, no, not that much. (laughs) No, not at all. Like when it comes to, you know, the, I like to, I like to be the visionary. I like the big ideas and, Mm -hmm. and, um, and I love to like teach people and help people. And, but I don't like, I don't, I don't like to be a, um, yeah, like an implementer. I'm not really, and I realized that from my last, my my last business, which was being like that service provider where somebody comes to you and says, Mm -hmm. I've got an event and I need your services to be able to do this event. And then we deliver the service for that event. And, um, I was like, yeah, I don't, I just don't know if I want, if I want that again, you know, I just, I didn't, I know I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't where I was truly happy. Mm -hmm. So, that's what happened. Like that's how the mission changed. It just changed by really starting with awareness of myself and understanding like where my heart really is and how I can find something that aligns with my heart and not, not 
not taking the approach. And this is the big thing. Like when you kind of take money out of the equation. Yeah. Right. And you just like, you know what? What's just something that I would love to do every day and start there from within. Absolutely. And that's, that's where if you can start there and then find where the profit could fit in from that, but you have to like, you can't go the opposite. I don't think I, maybe you can't, I just, (laughs) I've never done the opposite. I don't think it's possible, but like starting with money and then trying to find the passion. I think you, I think you just convince yourself that Mm -hmm. it's a good idea because the money's there. But if you start with the passion and then you find like where, like eventually I think the money kind of reveals itself, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know what, this is a way that you can monetize this thing that you love where there's an, an actual market need for it. And, um, so, so yeah, that's, that's how that mission really shifted for me. It all kind of started again. It started from my core, like the, the heart and exactly what it is that I truly wanted and realizing that what I had been chasing with, you know, the special events industry was not aligned with me and I needed to go through a process to figure out what it is that did align with me. And a lot of that, that success and those outcomes for me figuring that out. And I'm honestly, I'm still kind of figuring things out. I think we all are at all stages. You're all kind of like, we're all trying to figure things out, but what's helped me the most was just empowering those relationships Mm -hmm. and the connections I have. That's why I started a podcast really. It was just so I can talk to more people and have interviews like this, like this, this really fills my tank and it helps me sort through my thoughts in my head. And not to mention all the other amazing benefits that come with it, with the relationships you build and, you know, potential like things that you can do in your business that come from it. So, so yeah, that's, that's what happened. That's how the mission really uh, transitioned for me. I love that, Jake. And when you, it's so interesting, like when you tell your own story, like you try to like, when I'm listening, I'm also picking up, oh yeah, that's how mine also shaped up. And it's so interesting because as you were talking about software, that's where my, real business journey started like when we created like with my husband like it was like a partnership with him and we started uh, our software developing our software which was for university and I was talking to the dean of engineering university even Mm -hmm. from where we graduated so it was interesting and then we shifted to Amazon selling and but the whole time it was not tied to any mission or purpose or passion like what you were talking about it was mm-hmm. just to make quick money. So, yeah. and that doesn't help. It's not sustainable. When you're just trying to do like money part, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I, I think now when I'm like really finding my true why, my mission and vision, it's like shaping everything. And I I'm, I love operations part. I know you said in your own story, like you had to hire someone to do that. And it was hard for you to let go. And I think uh, that's where we come as an integrator, business operator, helping the visionary to like partner with them as a right hand and really uh, make them the CEO of their own business rather than the operator. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, yeah. it's, it's so amazing how we all align with like the core values, core foundation, and we can find that clarity. I love that, Jake. So Jake, I want to ask you about this. Um, like I think you did, you did touch upon the challenges, like what you came across. So I want to understand like, what are the hard choices you made or how do you make those hard choices when you come uh, to those when yeah. you come to those situations where you're <laughs> like okay should i take this approach or should i take that approach like what how do you make those hard choices yeah so um the the thing about it is it's really interesting is it's not a hard choice it's just a choice 
it's your relationship with that choice that makes it hard or easy. And I'm going to quote a, uh, I'm going to give a quote. I, I'm a, I love Stoic philosophy. Um, I love studying Stoicism. And it's, it's kind of like my personal operating system for decision making, especially in business. And uh, one of is Seneca the Elder. It's like an ancient Greek philosophy. And Seneca the Elder, uh, one of my favorite quotes is this, we suffer more in imagination than we do in reality. Mm-hmm. And when you think about these hard choices you have to make, in fact, I'll even give a quick plug here. Uh, Tim Ferriss is re- where I really started learning about stoicism. And it came from his TED Talk on Stoicism. You can find it on YouTube. And if you look oh, it up, just ty- if, yeah, if you type in like Tim, Tim Ferriss fear setting, because it's really a way to kind of deal with fear. And that's what makes a choice hard is the, is the fear that's associated with the choice of fear of the outcome being like, the, it's like, okay, I'm going to quit my job, right? That's really, really scary to quit your job because you remove the safety net. and. So what happens is when you actually quit your job and then you go in and, and then like once you're past that hard choice and you start breaking through, you look back, you're like, well, that wasn't so hard. <laughs> all I had to do, like it, it really wasn't that hard. Like it was just, it was all in my mind and it was all that fear that like wrapped around that decision that made it really hard. So that's why I say it's like, it's just a choice. You're the one who decides to make it hard or not. And um, so, so let's start with that. Like, that's the first thing that we have to put on the table here. In fact, um, the best, one of the best like exercises to do for kind of learning how to deal with those hard decisions is that fear setting exercise that Tim Ferriss talks about in that stoicism, um, in his video or his Ted talk on stoicism. And, um, in fact, I almost feel like my whole like podcast was like inspired by that one TED talk. Like the more because even even he talks about uh, there's a guy named Jersey Gregorick who was this like Olympian and also another student of Stoic philosophy and and uh, Jer- Jersey has this quote that really did inspire a lot of this podcast. And it's and the thing is, it's like our the breakthroughs that we have in business all typically start from some like difficult decision that you had to make. Right, you have this choice that you had to make and depending on how you handled that decision really drove the outcome of what was going to happen. And when you look back, it's like, you know what, if I didn't make that really tough choice, this wouldn't have happened. And I wouldn't have the life I have now had it not had I chose a different direction. Right. Mm -hmm. So there is a, uh, there's a really powerful quote. In fact, I want to get it like printed and like framed in my office somewhere because I love it. It's just, it's just as powerful as the Seneca quote, but it's hard choices easy life, Hmm. easy choices, hard life. So it's the hard choices that you have to make that allows you to break through, level up, and ultimately give you an easier life in the long run. But you have to learn how to face those hard decisions, have those difficult conversations. And, you know, anybody listening, um, and Priyanka, I'm sure you've, you've been through this too before. I think we all have. Have you ever just had, maybe it's a really difficult conversation you had to have with somebody. Like mm-hmm. something like you're, 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 you're working with them in some capacity things, you know, it's not working, you know, things just aren't working and you know, in order to be able to break through, you're going to have to just have that really hard conversation. But in your mind, you're like thinking about like how mad they're going to be or how upset they're going to be or their response, or are they going to get reactive? <laughs> and I don't want to make them upset. Like all that goes to your mind, but you know, it's a very necessary conversation you have to have. So you end up 
fighting through it. You, 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 you get your backbone in line and you go in and you have that conversation. And then you realize that they weren't as reactive as you thought they were going to be. They weren't as maybe, or maybe they were, but you know, at the end of it, you feel like this huge weights off your shoulder and like that's out of the way. Now you can kind of get moving. I've had that happen to me. I remember in 2012, I had a business partner who was awful. He was stealing from me. He was also a family friend. And that went through my head the whole time. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got it. Cause I've got to get away from this and I have to have a really, really hard conversation with him. And oh man, like once I was done with that talk, it didn't like, he definitely reacted. He was very, he wasn't very professional about it, but I remember the reality was nowhere near as bad as what was in my mind beforehand. Like the reality was actually not that big of a deal, but it was so necessary for me to be able to get to the other side to be able to, and and it was, it was like one of the best business decisions I made. It gave me one of the biggest breakthroughs in my business was disbanding from that partnership that was just suffocating this mission that I had. So that's, that's the approach. Like when you're thinking about those hard choices, you need to first realize that it's hard because you're making it hard. It's just a choice. Yes. You also need to, I would recommend if you really want to kind of work through that a little bit, go and watch that Ted talk, look at the fear setting exercises. I'm not going to try to reinvent the wheel. It's the, it's the best. Like it, it <laughs> yeah, is, there, there's not a better show notes. Also. Yeah, you should. Yeah. It's, it's such a great, it's like 13 minutes. You know, you can knock it out over a cup of coffee and it's it's really powerful. Um, so that uh, that kind of exercise of fear setting, and Tim says like you should identify your fears before you identify your goals. Like look at your fears first before your goals, and uh, so so use that. That'll help you kind of deal with that fear that's kind of wrapping. Immer- it's almost like encapsulating this choice. And it's like, you got to like remove those layers of the fear to really get down to the root so you can make the choice break through. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really necessary. And anybody that is trying to kind of break through in life and level up, like you probably have some choice. You probably have a big decision you have to make right now, whether it be quitting your job, whether it be dealing with a partnership that's not working out. Maybe it's learning how to let go and hire that first employee. That was a big one. You know, we talk, we're talking about that, right? How, learning how to let go. That's a hard choice, mm-hmm. but it's hard because in your mind, you feel like nobody can do it better than you. Yeah, and right? you have like, control over everything. And that makes exactly. it more hard. And uh, yeah, and I think when you said that, Jake, about like how you do the whole exercise of fear setting, like I have this, whenever I have a hard conversation, I always assume good about that person. And I always write it down. And recently mm. I had hard conversation with my mother-in-law, but now our relationship is stronger because of this hard discussion we had. Sometimes you just have to have that open engagement and uh, assume good, assume only good before you even go in. So yeah. thank you for, yeah, thank you for sharing that, Jake. So that is so amazing. So I know like Jake, you talk about a lot of things about systems and frameworks and foundation. So mm-hmm. I would love to know, like, what are the simplest ways one can put systems in their life and business? Like, how do you do it by for yourself? Yeah. Um, the first thing I start with, in fact, I'm actually creating a, a free challenge for this um, that I'm going to be rolling out here pretty soon, just because anytime somebody comes to me and they're like, 
hey, you know, I, how can I build some processes and systems? And I'm like, well, are you organized? <laughs> Let's start there, right? Let's just start with organization. Mm-hmm. That's the best place to start because if you're not organized, then you're going to have inevitable inefficiencies that's going to exist. With And, and you, if you're building, pro, like organization is the foundation to building your systems and processes. That's That's been my approach to it. Because if you don't have that, you don't have harmony, right? There's no harmony with anything you're doing. So I actually have a framework that I use for organization that works really, really well. And we start there. And then from, from that point, then we can look into building your processes and procedures that ultimately forms your system of your business or whatever area it is. So, so the process or the framework, and I'll, I'll, I'll go through this with you real quick for organization that I use is container placement and maintenance. So it's just three steps, right? Mm -hmm. So container is basically the, it's the, it's the place where you have certain rules and boundaries and, and it just, it's, it's wrapped in rules and boundaries, right? With whatever information where, if it goes there, it must follow those rules and those boundaries, right? And then placement is more of like the hierarchy and like how it's actually, you know, placed within that container. And then maintenance, inevitably, as your business grows and it scales, that container becomes more overwhelmed with information. So you have to go in and you have, it's, it's almost think of it like a pipe, right? And you got water going through the pipe. Well, eventually, you're going to get a lot of pressure in that pipe because you got so much more water coming through it that, you just need a new pipe now. You need a bigger pipe to be able to handle the pressure, which means you might need to look at your container that you have and say, you know what, it might be time to upgrade my container to something different that can handle all this pressure. So I'll, I'll give a more practical example here. Let's just talk customer relationship management, like mm-hmm. CRM. Uh, anybody who's in service, and I use a CRM, especially with my lighting business, because we had all these clients and logistics, and we had to be able to like, manage all that information you know, efficiently. And when I first got started and it was just me and I had a small handful of clients, it was a spreadsheet, you know, it was basically a spreadsheet, some folders in in a computer. And it was easy for me to like deal with like 20 clients or whatever, you know, in a span of a year because it was very limited activity and it was easy enough for me to handle. But eventually 20 turns to 50, 50 turns to a hundred, hundred turns to 200 and spreadsheets and folders, that pipe, right, that container <laughs> doesn't work anymore and you need to upgrade your container. So um, so that's when, you know, you get into CRM software like a Dubsado or a pipe drive or something to that nature. And that's within what you use and then you start organizing in stages. But, but one other thing too that I would recommend, and this is something I learned this the hard way, <laughs> so uh, is... When you're starting your business, and I don't care if, if you're just getting started, I don't even care if you don't even have an offer, just get in the habit of doing this. When whenever you're doing something, we'll just take a podcast, for example. Like a podcast has its own like process and workflow and like what yes. you gotta do to manage it, right? It needs a, it needs a container, like it needs a place where you can organize your 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 episodes, your files, your audios you know, the promotion, like the outreach, like I've got like spreadsheets and stuff. And like, I've got a, a container built that houses all that. It organizes it in hierarchy and it has placement within that container. So everything is streamlined. Mm-hmm. And eventually I'll probably will need to upgrade. I don't know what the upgraded container looks like cause I haven't gotten there yet, but if, eventually if it gets really, uh, you know, overwhelmed with too much, I might have to upgrade it. But this is the thing. Um, 
when I'm trying to think, sorry, I lost my train of thought here. Um, you're talking about podcast and then yeah. the process. <laughs> <laughs> I started going down a rabbit hole and I completely lost my train of thought. That's funny. That's never happened to me on a podcast. <laughs> so Jake, like, because I like recently hired my VA too to do all my podcast management. And when I started training her, I'm like, okay, I need to have my all processes in place. Everything yeah. I you were talking about the container. So mm-hmm. you had to set up all that because now she has to take it from there and do all the processing, which I normally do by myself and like letting right. go of that control and like giving that confidence to that person. But I think, yeah, the systems are so important for us to function yeah. rather than like just doing whenever, whatever we want to do and just have files everywhere. And you can never trust a technology, right? You can't trust this computer, like where I'm mm-hmm. recording will be okay. It can turn off or something might happen. So you need to have like systems in place that, okay, plan B, plan C. <laughs> and you know, and actually as you're talking, it, it came back to me <laughs> where I was going with this and I apologize. It's, it's, I started going down a rabbit hole and then all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, where was I going with this again? <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, okay, maybe I should give him some time. So maybe. Yeah, I'm- no, 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 you're good. You said that. And actually, Hey, I love it. You know, this is real, this is real conversation right here. So, so this is a thing. We're talking about um, if you don't have organization, you're going to have inefficiencies, right? And the first thing that you should do as well, and that's why that's kind of where I was going with this, is like you start building these containers. But um, but when you get down to it, as you're starting, start documenting your processes. Like, and again, we're going back to the podcast. Like, think about the workflow, document it, put it into and put it into kind of a, a Word doc or, or a Google doc or something or a spreadsheet and just document that workflow. Do Loom videos or screen share videos that shows you how you're doing certain things. Because what's going to happen is right now it may feel like it's unnecessary because you're not as busy. But once you break through and you start getting momentum, it hits and it hits really hard and it hits very quick. <laughs> and if you have all this stuff already documented and streamlined and in containers, it becomes that much easier to hire somebody to come in to pick up the workflow, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't, and this was a mistake that I made, I kind of like, yeah, I don't need that right now. Like, I'm good. Like, I'll get to it when this, like right now, I'm just focusing on my clients, but just carve out that little extra time. Let me just document this process real quick and put it in a place that's organized so it's there. And what it is, is like proactively preparing yourself for scale, because when you don't know, it will happen. Like if you've got a good service or a good product and you're really delivering it well and it's creating a great experience, it will eventually, you'll, you'll feel this like momentum kick in mm-hmm. and it hits pretty hard. And then you start, you start getting like all of a sudden, like people are hitting you up left and right, you know, and, yeah. and, and they're wanting service. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, how do I, how do I keep up with all this? I wish I would have been documenting my processes and like yes, creating true. containers and organization because now everything's all over the place. So now on top of having to keep up with all this inbound, all these inbound leads and sales, on top of that, I'm trying to scramble to get everything organized so I can hire somebody to come in. So that's something like, I think probably any new entrepreneur probably makes this mistake because they don't understand like what's going, what's about to hit. 
And it is, it hits you like a tidal wave. And that was a big mistake that I made when I was getting started. Um, I was like, that, that led to a lot of those big, like 80 hour, 100 hours, because I was trying to keep up with all this inbound work on top of it. I'm like trying to pull together systems and processes so I can and train people so I can relieve myself from, from the. Uh, yeah. And I think. Jake, what you said is so important. Like it affects your efficiency. Like when you start getting that momentum and if you don't have the systems in place, it can impact your own efficiency, your own deliverables. And uh, oh yeah, eventually your relationship with the, the clients and then eventually mm-hmm. losing business. So it's, it has like a, it has an effect, <laughs> like a spiral effect <laughs> one after the other. So I think it's yeah. so important to understand this concept, uh, especially for someone who is building this, who wants to build this sustainable business model. Mm -hmm. So I I love that, Jake. So Jake, I really want to understand what led, like, I think you did touch upon it, but I want to understand what led you to start Introspective Podcast. Yeah, you know, I was kind of really thinking about, um, I was really thinking about my mission. I kind of started with my mission and Mm -hmm. because I want everything I do to have congruency you know, from the content that I create to the offers I put out to, um, you know, all that, right? Like everything needs to have a connection point and including your podcast, you know? And, um, so I learned it, I learned this was actually my mentor, George Bryant. He had, he's a brilliant marketer. Um, we were, I was going through one of his programs and I won't give away his secret sauce, but I'll just tell you enough just to, uh, you know, give you some perspective here, but it's congruency, right? You've got, you've got your content, you've got your opt-in and you have your offers. So when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking like, cause you're ultimately like your, your content's kind of leading people into your ecosystem. It's like you put out a podcast, like it's there to kind of, you know, deliver value, but you're really trying to pull people into your ecosystem. So I was thinking like, okay, well, what's, what's some of the initial questions or initial things that I can help people solve in their life and business as a way to get, cause again, entrepreneurial clarity, like helping you scale with clarity is, is, is that's my mission, right? It's helping entrepreneurs scale with clarity. Well, making decisions, making choices, making hard choices. Like that's the first thing, like if we can at least get that covered first, mm-hmm. then we can move into organization. Then we can move into systems right. and like finding ways to really help you scale with clarity so that's really where it started was that. And then that's what kind of inspired like the Tim Ferriss talk. I'm like, you know, this, this is amazing. Like kind of pulling this like thought piece into it. And, um, and then like the introspective, you know, that's the, the perspective that goes on inside the head as like, when I think about it, think about when you're faced with a very hard decision, you're kind of like dealing with all these perspectives in your head of what's going to happen from that decision. It's like, um, you know, I'm quitting my job. That's the decision. So in your head, you're thinking, um, I'm not going to have enough money to pay my bills. You're thinking, it's usually fear stuff. Like, I mean, (laughs) if you can shift that to think like, I'm going to quit my job because that's going to give me an extra 40 hours a week to put into my business. And if you do the math with this $2,000 offer, it's going to allow me to sell probably 10 more of those every month, which is going to give me $20,000 a month, which is about, you know, I'm making maybe 5,000 a month for my job. So I'm actually going to quadruple my income by doing, making this decision, right? Like that's a healthy perspective shift to have happen 
But mm-hmm. for most of us, it's not like that. I can't remember the part of the brain. I think it's like the limbic system or something that yes. it's like, <laughs> it, it, like it, it attaches the fear. It's the, like survival mode. So mm-hmm. when you're faced with these hard choices, it goes into survival mode and it almost will, will sabotage you from, from actually doing what you should be doing. So yes. you have to learn how to like deal with that. And um, I went through a, a program on neuroscience uh, last year. It was really interesting. And, uh, yeah. and like how you can kind of reframe your, your perspective on, um, on decisions to, to allow you to kind of level up and break through them. Um, but you do, you have that part of your brain that wants you to go into survival mode. And that's that, int- that's that introspective, right? That perspective on that decision that you have mm-hmm. that will, that can sabotage you. So it's like, how can we like shift away from that to a perspective that's more of in line with exactly what you're desiring to achieve. And that, that the, the quitting the job thing is a really good example because a lot of people are like, it's a side hustle. It's this, this thing that I really want to pursue, but there's this moment where you're going to have to leave your job. And that's a big breakthrough moment for entrepreneurs oh, yeah. when they actually leave their full-time job to go all in on our business, huge breakthrough moment. It's a very scary decision. And it really, like you really have to think about like, first off, know your numbers, you know, know your numbers and, and understand and take that calculated risk and think of it like this. If, if I have 40 hours a week going into a job that could be going into my business, what would that do for my business? What would I do with that 40 hours to be able to get this extra income to replace my job? And when you can like reshift it in that way, it just, it makes the decision so much easier for you. Mm -hmm. I love that. Wow. I'm so excited for this podcast. And I, I and it was just launched. I, I'm not sure. I think this will be launched in September sometime, like publish this interview, Jake. Yeah. I think you just launched it in August, your podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, it has been doing so great. Congratulations on your amazing launch. Yeah, and thank you. I love all the, like, you're amazing host. Uh, podcast host and I love how what are the questions you're asking and you're totally taking like your guest journey and you're, you're taking the audience journey to through this introspective moments right mm-hmm. like milestones like how you reach to that conclusion or make that hard choices so I think I, I love that congratulations Jake so I think we had a lot of great chat today and I yeah. enjoyed talking to you Jake as always but wherever listeners can reach out to you yeah, so right now I have a Facebook group I just started, and that's really where I'm I'm connecting with people on a, on a deeper level. Um, the podcast is also so you got two options right now, and if and if this is being released in September, um, I'll go ahead and just tell you my website link because it my website should be ready by then. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll gamble. I'll throw the dice here, and I'll gamble that my website's yeah, going to be ready. Yeah, you should tell me which, which week of September. So I will yeah. September, giving you more time. <laughs> okay. Let's let's just you know what then if that's the case because we I just launched a podcast on Monday. I opened up my Facebook group on Tuesday. Wow. Um, it's been very, it's been amazing too. Like there's a lot of engagement. People are going live in the group and talking. It's called the core collective. So definitely come over to the group and hang out. Um, I'm in very active in this group. In fact, I open up rooms and do like little masterminds and stuff. And, and, um, we're having like big mastermind events every month in this group. So I'm really trying to embrace the human connection and, and help other people who's part of this community really reveal opportunities by connecting on a deeper level with one another. So that's the whole purpose of that group. But the website 
which is going to be www.jakeanderson.org. That if you go there, that's going to show you any journey you want to take with me, whether that be my podcast, my group, you know, any programs that I have out. If you wanted to enroll in anything like that, like that's going to have everything there. I mean, I'm also going to have a blog where I'm going to really get more tactical on things. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I talk about like any strategy that I come across that's that that works really well that I find to be effective. I'm going to put on my blog, um, and then I'll have um, also the core vision, which is going to be my free program that helps you really like hone in the clarity of your vision. Through I've got a it's like a three part audio series called multidimensional awareness and then there's also a little ebook that kind of goes through answering those three questions right of you know why are you doing it what are you doing and where are you going and using that as kind of the 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 tool that gives you the ability to build that foundational clarity so you can start aligning all these other strategies to it and anchoring it down so you have that sustainability so jakeanderson.org will be the website and you can go there to get all that stuff and figure out whichever journey you take, whatever makes sense for you. That's where, where you can start. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jake, for an inspiring chat today. Thank you, Priyanka. I've really enjoyed it. And as always, just appreciate the opportunity to come on the show and, and, uh, and, and speak to your listeners and, and hopefully they, they find value out of this and, and it helps, helps them in their journey. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. So today we only had this much time. If you want to learn more from Jake, please do connect with him on his website. And I will be putting that on the show notes. Talk to you all soon and take care and show up with positive intention and make those hard choices. Even if they're hard, they're good for you and good for you to grow your business too. So take care. Talk to you all soon. I honor you for your energy and time to show up till the end and listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take a minute to rate and review my show and share it with others who needs it the most. This would mean world to me. Remember your positive intentions, your presence and your positive energy is contagious to attract the positive result. Talk to you soon. Stay tuned until the next episode.